The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Koal Investment Group and its staff. Koal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. We are live with Jeff Kowal here on WISN. I'm Paul Cronforce, the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Jeff, good morning, sir. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Fantastic. <laughs> How are you? I'm really well, too. Thank you. I'm excited to, to do a live show with you, as always, a busy show for the Retirement Clinic featuring the Boss Minute Business Owners Savings and Security. In fact, last week we took that to the next level and we did a whole segment on business owners, Jeff. And I guess I'll say that you do this a lot with your clients. A lot of them are, are business owners. That's right. And our team has developed a refi- and refined a process not only for those who retire, but also those who are selling their business. We put the retirement plan to- puzzle together for them. So, And Tim Bullard was, uh, came on last week and just talked about the importance with rising interest rates, uh, how to uh, put a value on your business, especially when that's a big part of your entire life savings, that's a big part of your retirement and your family's financial security, you have to pay attention to it. And we work with that all the time. Well, let's officially open up phone lines because we're live, Jeff, if people have any questions about their retirement and if they want to get through, I will say the lines are open at the beginning of the show. It's your best chance to get your questions answered by calling in 799-1130 is the Accident Mortgage talk and text line 414-799-1130 the coal investment group you hear monday through friday uh jeff you do those market updates for us and it's been a very volatile market and some would say a little bit um concerning as of late well absolutely well this last week the nasdaq dropped 4.2 just on friday it was down 13 percent for the month and it was down 21 percent in 2022 that's the worst start for the uh, worst start to a year on record mm. and the s p 500 is down 13 percent so if you look at it nasdaq down 21 percent is in bear market territory that's 20 percent and the s p 500 down 13 percent is in correction territory monday through friday we give you an idea of what's happening in the market that day at the three o'clock and five o'clock news blocks on wisn right in the uh, Mark Belling late afternoon show. Try to tell you if it's, if it's corporate earnings, if it's government intervention, what's happening that particular day to cause market to go up or down. Uh, we wrap, we try to say, so what? How does it apply to your situation, to your life? Then we wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, tech-heavy NASDAQ, all in one minute, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks with Mark on Mark Belling's show on WISN. And you've been doing that for many, many years. This show. 25 years now, started oh. in 1997. Hard to believe. 25 years. And this show celebrated its 20th anniversary uh, last September. So over 20 years of of, of educating us, Jeff. Um, as far as retirement goes, I've learned so much over the years. I, I, I have learned one thing, and that is in, in these times... Unless I'm retiring tomorrow or next week, Jeff. Yep. Not, and I know what you're going to say. Don't go check your balance every day and and panic. <laughs> you know, you might not want to check your statement until the end of May this time around. Right. Um, right. Yeah, and you have to keep a cool head. We still, we've always been on the impression, and especially with the markets down as they are now, that you don't want to sell your life savings at a discount. 
We like asset allocation. We think that for most of our clients, it makes sense for all of them. For most of our clients, I would say uh, there's no one size fits all for everybody. But asset allocation seems to work because uh, you, you should have some downside protection uh, during the difficult times. You don't want to bail on the market. Uh, when the market's down. So if you can take it from fixed accounts, if you need to take money out, that doesn't mean that you stop living. It means that you may have to, and this is what you should be going through with your advisor when you when you sit down with them, with, with your financial advisor. Are you updating your plan to address inflation, interest rates, geopolitical climate, all this stuff that you have to make sure that you address that because you don't want to sell at a bad time for yourself and for your family. You don't want to lock in those losses. You're right. Why would you, all that work and then you sell low, right? Jump going right. to cash just doesn't make sense. But that's emotion, Jeff. And emotion. Having said that, Paul, you're right. There is going to be volatility. So those the emotional. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, Paul. <laughs> um, but that is, the volatility is going to continue. So if you think this is a rough week or a rough first quarter, uh, rough first four months, likely to continue this summer. Um, I don't see any, uh, you know, we see some uh, light at the end of the tunnel in the fall with uh, the it's elections a, coming It's a up. long tunnel, though, right? I know. I, you're right. There is that little light at the end of it. Very yep. tiny. But, uh, and then, you know, Santa Claus rally. And, uh, you know, I think that we're going to be okay at the end of the year. The supply chain is freeing up a little bit because they're moving some of the a, a port shipping to the East Coast rather than California. So, yeah, that's right. Paul, they are. So that's good. But Paul, this time is just a little bit different because I think it's not only the financial part of it. It's also societal. It's politics. It's more regulations. It's the weather. I think it's <laughs> supply chain, interest rates, inflation, government oversight. All these things I think are playing on the emotions of the investor right now. Well, you, everything you brought up is good. And as far as interrupting me, Jeff, this is your show. You can interrupt me anytime. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> not like you need permission. Be, well, I don't want to be rude either. So <laughs> uh, you, You're not rude at all. So here, Jeff, I, I, I said we're going to get to our, our show. We'll start the show officially with a topic. you got a lot to get to. But by way of background, you're in Waukesha. Port Washington. You've got an office up in Ozaki County. Right, you know, great view of Lake Michigan. That is a beautiful town. It really is. It is yep. Uh, yep. Phoenix, Arizona in Racine, right off the freeway at Highway 20 at that exit. That's where the latest location is. You can go to thekowalway.com. And I don't want to embarrass Jeff or anything, but I have to say this. You and your son, Jeff, were just named to Aaron. Forbes. Aaron. Oh, did I say Jeff? That's your name. Yeah. You and your son, Aaron, <laughs> have been named to Forbes Best In-State Wealth Advisors for this year, 2022. That just happened. Congratulations. Thanks. That's a big deal. And we've often said that we don't look for the recognition. It's nice that it comes from there, from Barron's, from other places. But we've always felt if we did what's best for our clients, we put the next generation in place so our clients don't have to worry about where they go if something happens to one of our advisors, that we have the next generation in place. We specialize in retirement planning. We're always open. We're in communication with our clients all the time. Those are the types of things that are important to us, that our clients love us. They stay with us. We respect them. And I think that that's what gets us the recognition from Forbes and others. So thank you, Paul. <laughs> it's all about them. You, all about putting the client's interest first. Well, and your staff. 
Aaron, your son is a part of it, but obviously many, many others who have been on the show. You hear them on yep. the market updates, and I can't name them all because I'll slight somebody by missing a name. But you can go and check everything out on Jeff's fantastic website, thekoalway.com. Also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. All of that is linked up on the site, thekoalway.com. Now it's time to get to your first topic of the day. Yeah, I want to talk about the motherhood penalty. This we haven't addressed for a while. Uh, Barron's had a nice article on this. It's a little bit heart wrenching, but it's all it's it's reality. Uh, when the pa- pandemic hit in 2020 and shut down schools, Samantha Goodman decided there was no way to work and care for her son, now six. So for two years, she gave up on having a job and saving for retirement. So this is about the the motherhood penalty. Now the Chicago mother is among a wave of parents, mostly women, who've gone back to work and are looking to do so as the pandemic eases. Staying home was a distressing choice, she says, so she quickly searched for a job to make up for more than two years of lost paychecks and 401k savings as soon as schools reopened. Um Lifetime finances are always on the back of my mind. You wonder if you made the right decision to stay home. You know, she did make the right decision to stay home. And, you know, even though there are some things, and then I'm going to go through a couple of numbers here that talk about, you know, what can you monetize that motherhood penalty, but you can't monetize the value that you give your child. I mean, if you stay home for two years because that's a choice you make to be with your kid, um, that's the right choice. Uh, there's no 401k and no and the pay is small compared to what she hopes to make. Uh, so economists have long found but that the, for women leaving jobs or cut back on work to care for children is the motherhood penalty. Besides losing pay while away from work and reducing hours, there can be substantial long-time financial sacrifices, lost opportunities for advancement, uh, raises uh, stunted because they raises are stunted because they build on low early career salaries and compromises in retirement since lower pay reduces social security. Yeah. Um, there are a number of steps to mitigate the impact of motherhood penalty. A large body of economic research provides insights for millions of women with similar concerns as they debate when to go back to work. Let's just talk about this. The penalties toll eliminates um, estimates of motherhood penalty have ranged from 161,000 to $600,000. Um, they say at retirement, women who temporarily left their job will have w- roughly $1.1 million in their 401k, rather than $1.5 million she would have had had a continuous job and 6% annual return. Now, uh, her Social Security will roughly total 168000 if she lives to age 90 instead of 198000 she would have had. So lower amounts in the, in the uh, 401k and lower amounts in uh, of Social Security. But there are some things that you can do, and I want to talk about how you can catch up. Because there's, there's a little... You call it the motherhood penalty, Jeff? Yeah, that, yeah that's what Barron's is calling it, the I mean, motherhood it, penalty. Yeah, it's, it, it's almost... It, it, like, it's reality. I get it. And when you talk about paternity leave, right? Aren't dads taking off, too, now for the birth of a child? That have, probably has something to do with it. it you know, it, could, it should be called the, the spousal penalty, right? right. Not the, yeah. necessarily the motherhood penalty. Yeah. But they say, you know, the, the, I love this. And we, we believe this, you know, the most important things in life aren't things. 
money is important. There's no question about that. But the time that you get to spend with your kid at that crucial time and you have to make choice between it, I know it's got to be a gut-wrenching decision for a lot of women and a lot of men to stay home. Um, but that time is valuable. Um, let's just say how to play the catch-up game. Let's, let's, let's call it that. Yep. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be home with your children if you think you need to, but it also doesn't mean to ignore what it means now and later for your retirement. You can play catch-up if a woman is married and her spouse is working as much as $6,000 a year can be put into a Roth IRA or traditional IRA on behalf of of the wife or the non-working spouse. So even though you're not working, you can do an IRA as, as a spousal IRA. Uh, when a woman goes back to work or a man, she should make uh, retirement savings a priority. Divorced women also f face these issues. They should be aware that if they're married at least 10 years before divorcing, they will be entitled to a spouse's Social Security benefits in retirement. That's important because if you think, I got to build my own up, and I'm never going to have time to, to make that up. Not so. If you're married for 10 years or longer, you can um, latch on to your ex-husband or ex-wife's Social Security, and it doesn't affect theirs at all. They're not going to get anything less, but you'll be, if theirs is higher, you'll be able to benefit from that. Uh, a couple other things. Women should, women should consider working longer to boost their Social Security and retirement savings. A study by Stanford economist John Chauvin found that retiring at 66 rather than 62 allows a person to lift their standard of living by a third. And individuals over 50 can turbocharge their retirement savings by stashing much so if you're over 50 you're going back to work you can put $27,000 into your 401k you could put it into the regular 401k uh, high powered would be a Roth 401k putting 27,000 into the Roth 401k uh, if you're under 50 you can put 20,500 but there's a, a benefit and then a, a catch-up provision and then you can put $7,000 into your Roth or traditional IRA instead of 6,000 again if you're going back to work back to work after 50 so there is hope that there is light at the end of the tunnel, even for this, that if you uh, if you had to stay home or wanted to stay home, made that choice, and then you go back to work, there are still things that you can do. You can work a little bit longer to increase Social Security. You can play the catch-up game with uh, IRAs, Roth IRAs, and don't forget, uh, and 401ks after age 50. And don't forget that you can still put money away into an IRA and a Roth IRA with the spousal IRA benefit. Good stuff, Jeff. And uh, as we roll through the show here after a quick break, if people have questions on this stuff, 799-1130 is the number to call uh, for the retirement clinic. We do have the boss man to come up, coming up, too. We alluded to business owners and how much you work with them. Uh, Aaron joins us right after the first uh, commercial break with today's for business owners, savings and security. The acronym is the boss Minute. Now, I interrupted you, Jess, so you can continue. That's okay. Uh, our, our sexy segment today is going to be called the less sexy segment. Uh -oh. uh, we have to talk about taxes, so we're going to talk about taxes in retirement. So it's going to uh. be a little less sexy this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Money, but we have that coming up too. <laughs> money is sexy, taxes not so much. Yeah, not so much. But we gotta address that anyway, and we'll address that uh in the uh wealth management and preservation segment in the second half. But I want to touch on another thing that the IRS sees the rules for inherited IRAs differently. There's an unexpected twist. This is according to Kiplinger's and supplemented with um with Ed Slot information. A little bit technical, but I think it's it's uh it'll apply to a lot of people. Um, there's an unexpected twist with the SECURE Act that was passed in 2019. Earlier this year, the IRS released its proposed SECURE Act regulations. With That was the retirement that was called the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act. So SECURE, Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement, SECURE Act. Um, and they just clarified some rules. A very different interpretation as to how much non-spouse, how most non-spouse beneficiaries must empty an inherited IRA. Backing up a little bit, between spouses, there's no limitation. Um, I pass away, money goes to Jane, she can keep it. If she lives another 40 years, she can keep the money in the IRA or Roth IRA. No problem there. But to a non-spouse beneficiary, previously it was thought that those beneficiaries could withdraw the money any way they wanted, including skipping annual distributions, as long as they took all the money out by the end of the 10th year. It's a non-spouse beneficiary. So, Paul, you inherit an IRA from somebody, right? Uh, an aunt or uncle gives you money and you, and you inherit that. You have to take it out within 10 years. Previously, I said, let's say it's $500,000 that you inherit, which would be nice. Previous rules said, if you, ha- if you got that, you could take it out. You, you had 10 years to empty that account. That means you could take $10,000 out a year. You take nothing out a year and take everything in the 10th year. The difference now is that it says if your uncle that you inherited that from was over required beginning date. So if he was over 72 and he had started taking required minimum distributions, you have to take out required minimum distributions. Oh. So you don't, you don't have that discretion. You can't just take it, wait 10 years and take it all out at the end of, at the end of 10 years. You have to take out required minimum distributions. So back to the article. Now, now the IRS says that uh, the option is only available for non-spouse beneficiaries who inherit, inherit an IRA if the original owner dies before having to take out the required minimum distribution. So if your uncle died at 68, you're in great shape. You can do anything you want with it for over 10 years as long as it's emptied after 10 years. Okay. Does that make some sense, Paul? It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Not just some, but a lot. Okay. So still you have to empty it out. Either way you have to look at, you, you have to empty it out after 10 years. Uh, the new interpretation uh, considers considered controversial. Not really. The IRS is accepting public comments until May 25th. It will hold a hearing on this. Um, but Really, it's it's uh, the new interpretation of it. Um, uh, IRA owner must always have considered to have died before. Uh, I, this is a key. The Roth IRA owner is always considered. So if your uncle who passed away gave you of that 500000 200000 of it was in the Roth IRA, that's okay. Regardless of how old the owner was at death, you can still, you don't have to drain it until the, the 10th year. So that's great because in a Roth IRA, it grows tax-free, and you can take the money out tax-free. When you take it out, you can let it grow tax-free for ten years. Take it out right at the end. That's all. Yeah, that's the that's a great way to do it. 
Boy, the Roth is a great. I know it's been around a while. I, I always think the Roth is is new, Jeff. It's not new at all, is it? It's probably at least 20, I think at twenty five years. Yeah, yeah, it's really? close to that. Uh, and yeah, that is great. You know, you you. There, I have another article. If if I get to it, if I don't, that's okay. I'll get to it next week. <laughs> but it talks about especially if if you're entering the workforce, which is better? Is it the IRA or the Roth? four hundred one k or the Roth four hundred one k? especially with younger workers who are just entering the workforce, boy, I would really encourage you to do the Roth 401k. You know, because your income is lower now than it will be in the future. Hopefully you're going to hit a peak in your in your earnings 20, 30 years in the future. So if you have to pay tax on it now and you get 20, 30, 40 years of tax-free growth, I would even say people in their 40s and 50s and 60s, if you're still contributing to 401k plans, look at uh, the Roth uh, 401k instead of the traditional. It's still not on a lot of people's radar screen. But if you think about it, and we talked about this a little bit last week, Paul, that you could live 30 or 35 years in retirement. If that's tax-free and it grows 30 to 35 years in retirement yeah. or 40 years, that's a lot of time growing tax-free, yep. not tax-deferred, tax-free. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. Let's say just pick 60, retire, live to be 90, right? Very common. Yep. Uh, not unheard of. And we're living longer and longer. What, babies born today, uh, they say, could be 100, Jeff? 120. 120, you've heard? My goodness. Yeah. yeah. So either we're going to work longer or save better, <laughs> it, right? Because yep. that's a lot of, I mean, I don't know if you, how many people want want to work into their 70s. Some do. But that's a key thing that you mentioned, because like when I mentioned right at the top, that we've developed a process that puts all the pieces of retirement puzzle together. Those are the embrace the work optional lifestyle. And that means that when you look at that, you're going to be ups and downs in the market. There are going to be times like this in the market. And you have to make sure that your plan can, you can bulletproof it, or at least know that you you have a uh, down, when you that you plan for downturns in the market. We, we call it bad timing scenario. Sometimes people walk away from work on January 1st and April 1st or April 30th, they find their account down 15% because the market went down. Yeah. Did you make a bad decision? Do you have to go back to work or can you still continue to work? That's why our comprehensive repro- approach makes sense because we address that with our clients in the planning process. Well. It does. It, it obviously explains why you need to work with a professional, Jeff. And I mean, some people do it themselves and do a great job. That's fine. Uh, but when you get into complicated things and like what you just talked about. <laughs> yeah, and I think I, people are getting beat up now, too. So this, there are tax issues with this. There are financial issues. There are investment issues, long-term care, taxes, um Wills and trusts, those are all the things that, that, again, is part of our retirement planning process. A lot goes into it. The Retirement Clinic, I do want to give out the phone number for the Cowell Investment Group off air to talk to one of the advisors, to sit down with somebody, talk about your retirement plan, 262-522-4040. 262-522-4040. In Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, and in Racine, go to thekowalway.com for more information. Coming up, Aaron Kowal, The Boss Minute. Jeff's got his sexy segment or not-so-sexy segment today. <laughs> it's all ahead of us. WISN, The Retirement Clinic, live with Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, The Retirement Specialist. I'm Paul Kronforst, and this is WISN.
Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owners' savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Do you know your high net worth personality? One of the best ways to make smart decisions about your wealth is to work with professionals who are able to connect with you and relate to you. You want to surround yourself with experts who know you well enough to really get what you want your money to accomplish and why. Over the years, we've found that a personal connection between advisors and clients is as important to financial success as traits such as advisors' competence and resources. The high net worth psychology is all about understanding what the affluent want from their professionals they work with, as well as the how and why behind their attitudes and decisions about their money. Extensive research into the high net worth psychology has helped identify numerous high net worth personality types. Most affluent investors fall into one of five categories, but I will identify three today. First is the family steward. The family steward's chief financial and investment concern is taking good care of their loved ones. Their goals usually center on issues like paying for children's tuition or passing on wealth to heirs. They want an advisor who makes them feel their goal of caring for family is protected. Next is the independent. The independent wants the freedom that financial security ensures, freedom to do what they want and when they want to do it. To them, wealth is a means to a desired end. They want an advisor who can give advice that will allow them to attain and maintain financial freedom and flexibility. Last are moguls. Moguls seek power, influence, and control, and they tend to view investing as yet another arena where they can exercise those things. And how does this relate to business owners? Many business owners have been focused so much on their business, they have not been able to think about their relationship to money and how they can achieve their goals. Different personalities have different goals, and working with an advisor who understands your wealth personality can make all the difference. This segment is part of a white paper that goes into greater detail on the five major high net worth personalities. If you would like us to send this to you and other important pieces we produce, please reach out today at thekowalway.com or 262-522-4040, and we can get this to you right away. Good stuff, as always, on The Boss minute the business owner savings and security that was Aaron Kowal we are joined by your host Jeff Kowal here in WISN's retirement clinic and Jeff as we get back into um, talking about your retirement plan there's a there's a distinction between a regular 401k and what we said before the Roth the Roth 401k right uh, just to follow up on what Aaron go online to the kowalway.com it's five major high net worth personalities so take a look at that uh, Barron's did an article, regular 401k or Roth 401k. Here's what younger workers should consider. And the question is, it's my first job out of college making an entry-level salary. My employer offers both a traditional and Roth. Can I go for both? Which should I go for? And we just talked about this a little bit, just to uh, kind of reiterate. Um, young workers making an entry-level salary are usually going to be a low tax bracket. So choosing the Roth 401k and paying taxes on their retirement contributions now often makes sense. So not only... They're paying it at a lower tax bracket, paying the taxes, but it grows tax-free forever. Most plans offer both the traditional 401k and the Roth 401k, and you can split the contributions if you want. However, you can uh, the, the savers who choose only the 401k option will still end up with both uh, because the company match goes into the traditional one. 
just as, and you should just diversify your investment assets. Uh, and sometimes in the future, you might need it to, to have lower income, maybe because your, your income goes up to the point where uh, it makes it, that's the only way that you can get tax deduction. Well, then put it into traditional. But whether you have a traditional 401k or a Roth 401k, you must take a required minimum distributions at age 72. But if you'd rather not take distributions at that point, this is a key, Paul, because, again, you, you mentioned earlier, boy, there's all these rules that you have to follow. At each one, there's just a little nuance with it, a little bit different. This is the same way. And how would people you, know about these little rules? And some can have a huge impact. Well, this is this is one of them. If you leave your money into, if you leave your Roth four hundred one k money in the Roth four hundred one k at age seventy two, you have to take a required minimum distribution. If you roll that Roth four hundred one k into a Roth IRA, you don't have to take required minimum distributions. You can let that grow forever. So you think, well, I got all my money with the four hundred one k at work. Uh, they've they've done well for me there. I'm just going to leave it there. And yet you're forced to take money out of your Roth 401k at 72 if you leave it in the plan. So so it makes sense for you to roll that out in most cases. Again, everybody's a little bit different. Makes sense to roll that into a Roth, traditional Roth IRA. I should, I, I should rephrase it. It makes sense for you to roll the Roth 401k into a Roth IRA after age 72 because then you don't have to take required minimum distributions for, from it. And one of the reasons why the Roth really works well for young people, especially if they're in a position where they know that they can pay the tax bill, then it'll be less, and then it can, it'll be less complicated when they are older too, because they don't have to pay the taxes on it later on. Yeah, Jeff. Again, this is stuff you guys do daily. But how would Joe Schmo or me, Paul, <laughs> how would a guy like me know this stuff if it weren't for you? Well, you have to work, and that's why we, we talk about what differentiates us from everybody else. Um, we work with retirement planning all the time. It's not one of the things we do. It is what we do. Um, and, and that's just a great point that there are others that will do everything for everybody, and that's okay, too, for some people. But then they say, oh, you're retiring? Well, this is a different set of rules. We're going to this guy at the end of the hall that knows something about that. Um, this is what we do from top to bottom. Everybody in our organization we all talk about, talk about retirement planning, the tax aspects of it, the insurance aspects, the legal parts of it, um, the investment part of it, the cash flow. Making we do projections as to uh, you know how long your money's going to last and allow for downturns in the market. So again, this is all one area of planning, specialized area of planning. So how does somebody know? I guess you could try to read as much as you can, but then for most of our clients, they have day jobs. And they don't have time I mean, to do I could read as much as I can and I still would be, I'd be more confused, Jeff, after reading. I'd, I'd still that's be scratching my head. That's a great point too, Paul, because you can read this and say, does it apply to my situation for one and two? How does it apply? How do I maximize the benefit of this? That's right. Um, so it's the transforming that data into wisdom and how it applies to your situation. Yeah, we're talking with Jeff Kowal, the retirement clinic. We've been doing this now over 20 years on WISN <laughs> on the weekends. During the week, Monday through Friday, market updates from Jeff and his staff during the Mark Belling Show, 3 o'clock news and 5 o'clock news. And this show, we talk about everything about your retirement. Like Jeff said, some people do a little bit of everything, right? You got a tax guy, you got a retirement. That's what you do. Your niche is retirement. 
retirement. Yeah, so and we we've got trusted partners that with a with the, the legal part of it, the tax part of it, you know you're going to get the best care. Well, like last week, who did who did we talk to? Tim Bullard, right? Tim Bullard, yep. With the, the business valuation selling, then that's a specialized area of planning as well. And we bring in the experts, and you know, one guy, one firm can't do it all. Yeah, and it's you know, and especially Jeff, I always say this in these trying times, right? I mean, I've never seen so many people when COVID hit. When COVID hit the workplace, you know, the water cooler talk. I'd be talking to a guy like Dan O'Donnell or Gregory John. All we're doing is complaining about oh, four hundred one ks, four hundred one k plans, and now it's again. And we just look at each other, and we kind of learn from that COVID yeah. time to not panic. That doesn't mean yeah. you don't do anything, though, Jeff. You don't no. want to be inactive, right? Right. The big difference was we had somebody else in there that, as president that we knew that they were going to, it was going to turn around pretty quickly. This not, were not, 19 days it took, right? 19 days to yep. get back. This time, we're not as sure it's going to be so quick. Market will, will always recover. History tells us that the market will always recover. So you don't. That's why you don't want to panic and sell your life savings at a discount. But you'd want to make sure that you're, you're prudent. If you need to back off because of the volatility, um, you, then make those changes. But you don't want to make radical changes, I think, and, and bail on it because it, it'll, it'll recover. It might just take a little bit longer, and you'll be putting up with some volatility over the next six months. Yep. Yeah, you made a good point, and, you know, Sleepy Joe is in, <laughs> Sleepy Joe's in the White House right now, Jeff, and I don't think there's a lot of confidence in, in him right yeah. now. And those 401ks are long-term investments. So They are. You know, some people have a shorter horizon than others. I understand that with your retirement plans as well, with your investment plans as well. I know some people have a – a shorter horizon, they feel they don't have time to make it up. But the markets do come back and, and stay balanced, stay in, invested uh, with your risk tolerance. So keep that in mind as well. I, that's a great point, Jeff. If we learn anything, you said it, you, you nailed it. Markets always are cyclical. They have been cyclical. They ebb and they flow. They go up and down. Look at real estate right now. We just came off of the Redefined Real Estate Show. A seller's market like they've never seen, Jeff. They know it's not going to stay like that. There's no way it can. I had a great meeting with a client this week that he drew a graph that was up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. He turned it around. He says, you're going to tell me this, right? <laughs> so he said, I know you're going to tell me that. So he had it right, too. He had it leaning up a little bit, even though there were ups and downs in it. But I think some of our clients know us, but they know that we're watching over their accounts as well. Well, yeah, and it's case by it's case. Not set it and forget it. Yep. Right, not set it and forget it. Everybody's different. If I'm going to retire in six months, I'll be treated probably different than some guy that's got five, six, seven years. And Jeff, you work with people of all ages. I mean, you should be thinking about a retirement plan. If you're 23, they offer Absolutely. a 401k. You want to get into that. Absolutely. And we talk about we have $750,000 minimum, you know, for people, you know, we work with mostly higher net worth individuals, uh, but we always work. We have no minimum for the family members of clients of ours. So if you think that, you know, your your kid can't, you know, they're, they're starting in their jobs or making good incomes. If you're a client of ours, we're happy to consult with your kids as well. Well, coming up, the not so sexy segment today. <laughs> you remembered. <laughs> we'll explain. I remembered that. I remembered that. Yeah. Um, the other stuff, I would probably, this is why I go to guys like you, Jeff. What's what's going on with all these rules? Every year there's like tax changes and 
different rules, and boy, you got to stay on top of that stuff, which is why we have Jeff Kowal on every weekend. The Retirement Clinic, Jeff Kowal with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Stick around. There's more coming up on WISN. The Retirement Clinic on WISN, back with the not-so-sexy segment, <laughs> and I'll let Jeff Kowal explain that. Well, this show is for everybody. This particular segment, the Wealth Management and Preservation segment, is for those with a million dollars or more. Once you've accumulated some wealth, how do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs? So that's what this segment is about. Once you've accumulated some wealth, Uncle Sam considers most forms of retirement income, but not all fair game. In other words, for a lot of it, you've either not taken the income, like from Social Security before, or you've you've had the uh, taxes deferred. So now they want to pound the flesh. But so let's talk about that. First of all, Social Security. For some Social Security recipients, the benefits escape federal tax. In the state of Wisconsin, it's uh, income tax free. Um, for, from a state tax standpoint, and up to uh, 85% of your Social Security benefits can be taxed on the federal level. So that's the first one. You have to be aware because some people think that the Social Security is tax-free. In some states, I believe it is. In Wisconsin, state tax-free, not federally tax-free, and up to 85% of it can be taxed. Next, IRAs, 401ks, and pensions. Withdrawals from traditional IRAs and 401ks are taxable at ordinary income tax rates, though any after-tax or non-deductible contributions are excluded. Like we talked about earlier, Roth is excluded. You don't have to pay taxes on that, but anything else, or Roth 401ks. You can delay withdrawals, but the money can't stay in these accounts forever. Required minimum distributions kick in at age 72. People who work past 72 can postpone taking RMDs from their current employer's 401k until they retire in most cases. But that means if you have a 401k at this employer, you can delay it. If you had an old 401k, you have to take RMDs from that one. And they want their, again, they want their taxes on that. Uh, unlike traditional retirement savings plan, Roths have no RMDs. Withdrawals are tax-free. You know, provided you've held the Roth account for at least five years, the, the earnings are going to be tax-free. But as with traditional IRAs and 401ks, there's a 10% tax penalty for withdrawals made before age 59 and a half. So let's talk about another tax. Um, this is fun. Uh, stocks, not really. <laughs> stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. Capital gains from selling appreciated investments held for more than a year are taxed at favorable rates, 0% in some cases, 15% or 20%, depending on your taxable income for the year. So if you're high income, the most you're going to pay in capital gains is 20%. If you're really high income, an additional 3.8% surtax affects um Single taxpayers with modified adjusted gross incomes over two hundred thousand, and joint filers up to two, over two hundred fifty thousand, um, and then that's it could be at twenty three point eight percent. Otherwise, generally, most for most people, it's taxed at either zero percent or fifteen percent. That's a capital gains tax rate. If you sell at a loss, you can offset gains with that. 
plus there's up to 3,000 of lost carry forward. Gets a little more technical. I won't get into that. Basically, it says if you can't use all of your losses in one year, you can carry up to $3,000 uh, forward each year and use that each year going forward. Dividends, most but not all are qualified dividends taxed at long-term capital gains rate. Non-qualified di dividends are taxed at ordinary income. Let's talk about interest-bearing accounts. If you have CDs, if you have savings accounts, that's all ordinary income tax. So you're paying ordinary income tax on 85% of Social Security, ordinary income tax on your IRAs, capital gains on investments, ordinary income tax on your savings. That's why a lot of times people go into municipal bonds because some of those, most of those are going to be uh, uh, income tax free. Uh, you got to be careful. Some might have state income taxes on it and be federally tax free, but any mostly CDs and that are going to be taxed at ordinary income. All right. Uh, yeah, ordinary income tax rate. Annuities, if you bought an annuity, it produces income retirement. The portion that is taxable is going to be a, some of that money that you put in will be tax-free. The rest will be taxed at ordinary income. Home sales, there's going to be a little bit of a break for that uh, because you, you can have some gains in that that, that can be deferred. So life insurance proceeds are generally tax-free. So there you go. The government's going to get you one way or another. Uh, just be prepared. Good stuff in the not-so-sexy segment today. <laughs> Jeff Kowal, The Retirement Clinic. We'll be right back on WISN. Let's see. So the theme, Jeff, was either the Doobie Brothers or Michael McDonald or both. Doobies. Uh, that might have been some Michael McDonald in there. That's that good stuff. Yeah, they they did. I, I, I prefer the Doobie Brothers over Michael McDonald. That's yeah. just me, though. That's just me. <laughs> he was a more adult contemporary. He got a little lame there at the end of his career, right? Uh, <laughs> okay, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's your music review, by Paul. There you go. Hey, Jeff, as we wrap up the retirement clinic, first off, you had uh, so much info in today's show, the changes, and just like you said, there's light at the end of the tunnel. It may be a long tunnel, uh, but everything is cyclical, right? Yeah, go to our website, listen to the podcast. If you have some friends that you think should um, consider Koala Investment Group, have them listen to this to the podcast of this show. And then Aaron's podcast uh, uh, it's a summary. Go there for the five major high net worth personalities. That's on our website as well. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. He he added that to his boss minute, and it's a great uh, it's great information. It's right on your website, the Koal K O W A L. TheKowalWay.com. You're also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Um, if and Spotify. You... Our podcasts are on Spotify as well. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Kind of a big deal. It, <laughs> I, I guess so. Wow. Um, and also, I'm going to give out the phone number, 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040, Waukesha, Port, Phoenix, Racine. Out of time for today, we thank you, Jeff Kowal, very much. Thank you, Paul. Have a great weekend, everybody. News coming up next here in WISN, Milwaukee.